Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Sports Scramble Podcast. I'm your host, Chet. I'm joined by the traveling man himself, Wade, Mr. Sugar Cane, Cutting, John Deere, Tractor Putt, and Tyler. And of course, everyone's favorite Home Depot employee, Mr. Futch. How y'all doing tonight? What y'all think of that? Good, I guess, after that. (laughs) Quite the intro you got there, Tyler. (laughs) Man, I got the longest intro out of all of them. I guess I'm uh, worthy around here if I have that long. (laughs) Yeah, we discussed it last week with the John Deere Classic. I Tyler wanted to practice for it by cutting down some sugar cane and then trying to hit a golf ball. So I figured I'd throw that one in there. Hey, hey, you can't do that. I mean, he he drives a craftsman around in the guard and then the yard. I mean, he he doesn't... Tyler doesn't, rep, Tyler doesn't rep the uh All right, How do you know what type of lawnmower I have? I've been in your garage. Mark runs with. We know oh. Mark runs with. <laughs> we got eyes on you always, Tyler. You don't think that I'm paying attention? Like it's gonna be the field of dreams. Right, what weed eater do I have? I don't know. Like, <laughs> do you even know what type of weed eater you have? No. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I just use it and it gets the job done, but that's for another time. Yeah. We got Wade back from his adventures to South Carolina. So it's good to have you back, that you made it home safe. Yes, definitely. After 12 hours of driving, I am happy to be talking sports on a Sunday night. So um, 
Good to be you back. weren't talking sports in the cars? A little bit. I mean, it was tempting to go to Atlanta, being up there near the Braves country on my drive home. Uh, but, yeah. So what So what happened? Your flights got canceled and you had to drive last minute? Yeah. Uh, I chanced it with a, a new airline we got here and uh, had a good flight with them a few months back, but um, they didn't feel like celebrating our nation's birthday. So they canceled both of my flights and I got my money back and ultimately decided that we still wanted a little time at the beach and, um, you know, made lemonade out of the lemons we were given, brought Walter, my little dog. He uh, really enjoyed running around on the beach and in the sand and in the ocean. Very athletic dog. Um, Maybe my future NFL son. So um, (laughs) there you go. Maybe the puppy bowl. Yeah, we can get him into the puppy bowl. So, yeah, we had a great time, but um, definitely a, a quick trip for the amount of time we spent on the road. But um, nonetheless, that's what summers are for. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good weather. It's good beach time. So, uh, you know, speaking about the good weather, anybody get some golf in this weekend before it's about to downpour down at y'all's houses? Uh, just, you know, pra- just practicing. I wish I would have. Tyler, you had some backyard practice? Yep, just some more backyard practice of hitting it in the net and some chipping. That's all I'm going to well, be doing this whole month. <laughs> well, yeah, you get that thing dialed in because we have a special announcement. We've got the match set for June 30th. July. Houston, July 30th. July 30th. I really <laughs> changed Oops. it in the notes and you still said it. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Bye, man. Okay, sorry past. about that. We've got the match set for July 30th out here in Houston. Uh, got a few golf courses we're trying to decide, trying to hear back from. We're going to make a whole production out of it. Cool YouTube videos, some drone shots. We'll uh, we'll have a good time and we'll see how everybody does. I uh, I went and played yesterday in the 104 degree heat. Uh, I was a little worried about that. I didn't know if I'd be coming home. I told Alexa, if you don't hear from me in four hours, send a search car out because I might have passed out on the 16th hole. Um, had a good round though. My driver fell apart there on the end. So I started using my four iron. It's been a long time since I felt more confident hitting my four iron than my driver. So I was a little worried about that, but my goal was to break 90. I did it. Shot an 88. Should have shot about an 84, but had a few, uh, double bogeys there at the end of, cause you know, I was waiting about 10 minutes on each, each T box. Um, I got texted y'all friendly reminder to us. If we're recording a YouTube video, let the solo guy by himself playing go through. So. But uh, that that's kind of what led to my delay. But, you know, going into some of the golf talk, we had the, the Scottish Open finish up with Xander Schauffele, uh winning the thing. But I don't know if y'all saw the videos. Uh, the wind conditions over there were just insane. That weather in Scotland, playing Lynx golf, is just nuts. I know I texted Tyler about it, and uh, JT had, had about a 90-foot putt and he he pulled that putter back like an iron and sh- and just smoked it and still hit it short. The wind was just insane. So, y'all, y'all uh, catching any of the Scottish Open this week, Fletch? Um, I caught a little bit on Saturday. I caught the end of it. Well, you know, I said it's a little weird because of time zone and where they're at. So, based on what time you turn the TV on, I turned the TV on at one o'clock yesterday, and. Xander Shoffley was nine under, well, went to eight under, and he was on 16. And I was like, okay, it's one o'clock in the afternoon and everybody's finishing. And I was like, forgot where they were playing for a minute. 
I think they're about six hours ahead of us, so it's uh, a little different. It'll be a little weird for the for the Open Championship next week, um, but it should be a heck of a tournament. I've got kind of my favorite to win it. It's got to be Xander Shoffley. He won today, and he showed he played in the, uh, these conditions pretty well. I think he was nine under. It's his fourth tournament win in 2022. He's kind of riding that hot hand. but Back-to-backs. You know, yeah, he did win last week and won this week, uh, which you, you can't count out Mr. Scotty Scheffler because he's in it every major. Uh, and I'm looking at the odds right now. Actually, Rory McIlroy is the favorite at 9-1. to one. So maybe uh, Wade will sprinkle a little money on him to win the thing and, and, and take home some golf winnings. I'm going to be out of state, Chet. I'm, I'm going to be just like you. I'm going to be uh, uh, well, then I better, beyond I better state get, lines. I better get my bets in. Uh, quick then if, if I would have put some money on Xander. The bookie is moving. No. Well, <laughs> he's expanding. Yes, I will he's, be he's, in uh, Washington, D.C. watching the Atlanta Braves take on the Washington Nationals. So there we go, go Braves. We go. Oh, I did yeah, see no. the pitching matchup. You'll be able to see Max Freed for that oh, game. Oh, yeah. All right. No offense for the Nationals. 20 <laughs> for the Braves. Hey, let's hope it's the opposite of when I went to go see the Braves and the Nationals earlier this year oh yeah oh, right. yeah you were there for the home depot game yeah yeah um Shout let's just say depot. that that was 14 to 5 was, that the, was before the Braves got hot though yeah that was that was bad and that's before they were at full strength too so yeah What's i actually went to a braves, braves and nationals lost. game three years ago and the braves lost to the nationals so i'm kind of bad luck uh but they won the nationals won the world series that year so they were pretty good I've been to five Braves games in my lifetime, and the Braves have lost lost every single game. Oh, you got to stay away. Won a game. Right, stay away then. Where are you, what are you doing? Like, no more truest park trips for you. Well, it's okay Jeff for me. I want you to come watch the Astros now. Well, it's okay for me because I watch them when they play the Red Sox, so I want the Red Sox to do it anyways. So it's fine. <laughs> oh, it's a, it, Fudge is playing both sides here. He's trying to he's trying to help the the Red Sox out. Oh, what's the last time the Braves have lost? Uh, they lost earlier this week to the Cardinals, but they, they're in general, they're like 15 and five in their last 20 games. They're eight and so, two or? in the month of the July right now, like 27, 28 and eight. And didn't like they the go like month. 16 and zero in June? Yeah, they went, well, they went, um, like 21 and five in the month. And then this month they're like 10 and two or <laughs> what Tyler said, eight and two, eight and so, two and 28 and eight overall. Yeah. So they're on a hot streak. Well, I tell you what, since you brought up the, the Cardinals, Chet, so one thing surprises me. As good as the Cardinals roster is, they're not very good. It's, it's hey, I actually, have a World Series bet on them, so I need them to get it going. It's strange. You need G to keep beating him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I think Pauly G has been they need some pitching. Up. Yeah, the pitching. pitching is lacking on that. I mean, they can't trust Adam Wainwright, who's almost near in his 40s. <laughs> So does the trade the trade deadlines after All Star break or before? Yeah, it's uh, August first is yeah the, the yeah. week of August first. Okay, and that's when when is All because I know they just announced the the All Star I believe is like July eighteenth, eighteenth and nineteenth. This is the last week of games, and then they have the whole week off until Friday unless yeah. you're in the game. So we're we're y'all are coming at the perfect time to Houston. We're gonna be able to catch. I think they're They'll playing be Mariners. Yeah, Houston. You're playing the, the uh, Julio Rodriguez. I'm excited about that. Yeah, so we'll uh, 
when you when y'all come out for the the famous match, we'll have to come up with a title for it. We can't just call it the match because I think Capital One. Yeah, Capital One's going to sue us if we. I think that is trademarked. Yes, I think we just call it the Sports Scramble. Yeah, the Scramble. uh, Well, I guess we're going to be doing all. No, we could do like the Louisiana. We can take the DA, put duh, duh match, the Sports Scramble. (laughs) I call. I think we call it whack because it's like whack. There you go. We'll call it whack the the alternate shot match play. But uh, I guess you know we jumped from golf straight to MLB, which is fine. We the the Tyler added the All Star list announced. I'm looking through the list. I like to see my boy Tim Anderson for the AL starting shortstop, and of course Shohei is on there, and Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, um, uh, Giancarlo. We got little Jose. We'll we'll be able to watch it, or Jose Altuve. We'll be able to watch an All Star in action when y'all come to Houston. Um, looking at the the National League, Mister Manny Machado, and of course Ronald Acuna Jr. Your boys is on there, and Mister Jock. You know Tyler loves Tyler loves him some Jock. I love Anderson. me some Jock. And, uh, and, and he could Luke. come back to. Hey, he could. Uh, I mean, the Giants were looking for him to come back. <laughs> and, uh, you got Mookie Betts on there. I don't know if y'all saw. I think it was yesterday. The rapper Sweetie threw out the first pitch to Mookie uh, at the Dodgers game, and she had fingernails that were no lie. She looked like Edward Scissorhands. She had <laughs> fingernails that were like six inches long. She couldn't she tip was, a pitch because you couldn't see the ball. Yeah, she she was like palming. It was like a palm ball, and she threw it. It looked like she threw a pretty good pitch, but she threw it to Mookie and took a picture with him. So who knows? Mookie might have some love interest going on. I think Sweetie. Mookie has like two kids. And a wife of like ten years, but okay, well, maybe not. Maybe she just like her, likes with some Mookie bets. Imagine the movement that you could get on the ball with those nails. Like just imagine the the cutter and the, like, she it was just... standing like forty feet from home plate with those nails, <laughs> adding a foot. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, I don't know how in the world she just threw that ball. That was insane. I have a baseball question. Um, you know, you said Shohei Otane tearing it up, all star again. Honestly, he could be an all star as a pitcher too. That comes out tomorrow or tonight, I think, because the fans don't vote on. Yeah, he's a pitcher too. They announced it today. Well, there you go. So he's a double all star. I think he's had a better year pitching this year than with the bat last year. To me, the bat is what got him to the MVP. He was a respectable pitcher. He had like a sub four ERA, a K nine, near nine, which is really good. Um. But, I mean, by the definition of an MVP, is he going to be the AL MVP the entirety of his career? I mean, like, Mm-mm. just based on Not terms of value? Year. But Not how can you year. give it – I mean, I know Devers It's is either going to be Aaron out. Judge or Jordan Alvarez to me this year. Judge has been insane. Has, like, 29 home runs. Alvarez, he's been raking it over there in Houston. I mean – all they do is hit. They're not – they don't have a sub-2-5 ERA. Yeah. I will say Wade makes a good point having him as, you know, they're, they, he's a two-way player. Like, he brings so much to the table that I don't know how you can't. I agree, though. Least have judging, him judging it off hitting, yeah, Judge and Alvarez, even Trout, you know, on his own team. But when you factor in that pitching, I mean, I think he could almost win the Cy Young this year. But we'll see. But, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I just kind of was thinking about that because, I mean. How many – Home runs does does Judge have? Did you? Say I think time? he has twenty nine entering yeah, today. I don't know if he's hit another one today or not. I know that the game's currently going on. <laughs> I mean, Otani's at nineteen. He's he's not too far 
behind. So, I mean, who knows? He might catch him after the All-Star break. Give us the top. Who's the top five in, in home runs right now? Let's see. Um, uh, I think it's um, Judge, Alvarez, and then... Stan's got to be up there, too. Stan but I mean, and Austin Riley are up there, but that's... At the end of the day, are we literally giving the MVP to the guy who's leading the home run race is like that is that what we're doing like I mean judge is hitting 300 with 29 home runs yeah yeah I get that but I mean I said we got to factor in yeah you got to factor in batting average uh, OPS I mean it's a lot I mean I mean there's just nobody else that does everything that he does but also those guys aren't necessarily being asked to do that you know um I don't know for the for the sake of the sport. I don't know if it would be good if he won the MVP every year, but it's hard to vote against a guy who's that good at at both ends of the game. So mm-hmm. the the home run leaders you've got Aaron Judge at thirty, uh, Kyle Schwarber at twenty seven, Alvarez twenty six, Mike Trout at twenty four, and Alonzo at twenty three. That's your top five, and then. You know, Otani is down at. 15. There's a lot around twenty and nineteen. Yeah. And there's 21. there's three guys at nineteen, two at twenty, two at twenty one, and three at twenty two. Yeah. Uh, which your boy Austin Riley's at twenty two, uh, ranked eighth. So, but I mean, yeah, Judge is raking them, but show highs. I think like but or like Wade was saying. He's got he brings so much to the table. So like and it might not just be home runs. I mean, what's what is his batting average? Uh uh not that great. I mean he's he's a, a DH power hitter, but he hits like two forty. Yeah, he's hitting two sixty. Uh where you got shoot, Alvarez That's not good enough hitting, for MVP numbers. Three oh six. Yeah, I mean I the season judge is turning in is like Historic. He might hit 300 and hit 60 home runs. That's going to be pretty hard to pass up on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, has the highest batting average on this list right now? To be your guess. Who has it? Yeah, I would say out of like Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt, if you're counting him all the way down at 19, I'm going to say Tim Anderson. I think he's up there. So on this list, I don't even see Tim Anderson. This is just the top 25. Oh. Um, or right, hold on, you know I could sort the, well, the leaders. The leaders batting three forty eight, I think. Gold Goldsmith leads the league with three forty. Well, you got and he has forty home runs. Minnesota, I mean, killing it. Arez, you've got yeah. a guy in Minnesota right now batting three forty eight right now. Well, then Fox Sport is is not up to date. So. Yeah, so you heard I mean, it here first, folks. For but me, he has like three home runs. Yeah. So, but for me, I think that. Like if for the NL race, I I don't think it's anybody but Goldschmidt. I mean he he's second in batting average. I mean he's not really in the home run race, but he's got sixty five RBIs, nineteen home runs, and yeah. he's hitting like three a game the past few weeks. He's been on a tear. Yeah. I mean he's he's had one hundred and seven hits this so far this year. So I mean he's definitely squaring the ball up. So I mean I but. I don't know. If we see 300 with 60 home runs, that's... It's a no-brainer MVP. You gotta give it to him. No arguments about it. And, like, I know Wade talks about this a lot for college baseball. You used to think 300 was, like, pretty good. Um, And now it's, like, some of the best batting average you're going to see because now 
guys are hitting like 225, 250, and we're like, oh yeah, that's good. But like, yeah. I guess the game changed so much. They have so many more at bats. Their their average is so much more spread out. Yeah, like 270, 260 is like the new 300, which is I don't know. Like uh, we, you know, we laugh about the fantasy baseball league. Yeah, we don't keep up with it nearly as much as we were thinking, but it has brought me back into the sport in a new way because honestly like the last few years when I haven't been playing I haven't been keeping an eye on stats and um you know like I don't know if there's 10 guys hitting over 315 in the league right now and like it doesn't mean that they're having a bad year Mike Trout is hitting like 260 with 24 home runs and it's it's brought attention to different stats that I didn't even know really existed but it will be interesting Next year, when they uh, get rid of the shift, if we kind of see a huge jumping batting averages, or if it's all really attributed to guys just swinging and missing, is that uh, applied to college baseball as well? Mm-hmm. No. no, no. You don't really see the shift in college as much, just because there's not as many stats out there. Unless your head coach is very into analytics, you don't really see many um, team college baseball teams getting into shifts. I yeah, will just, say just maybe. Sporadic. Maybe just because Jay Johnson took over and he's a big analytics guy, I saw a lot of it this year for with LSU, um, and and just in the SEC as a whole, there was a lot of shift action going on. So, yeah, uh, that's that's interesting to know that they're not that they're not allowing that MLB anymore. I think this yeah. is the longest we've ever talked about baseball. <laughs> well, it is the only active sport at the moment. Other yeah. than that, I mean, the All Star break is right around the corner, so it's definitely something to talk about. We can yes. do a uh, home run prediction next week. Home run uh, derby prediction. We'll have they, has that been announced yet or no? No, no. they announced it uh, sometime this week. So, I mean, is, isn't it typically whoever's, you know, like top five or how many? There's eight of them, right? Like, well, they, they struggle to get guys to sign up for it because a lot of the guys that are in the top with home runs might not necessarily be all-stars or they don't want to mess up their swing. Right. Um, like so, I think Judge Judge turned it down what a couple of years ago. Yeah, and it's a lot for them to do. I mean, if you're playing in the game, All Star game, and in the um, home run derby, I mean, you're not getting much of an All Star break per se. Yeah, but you know, some of these guys um, they like it. It keeps them in a rhythm. But uh, there's always a few surprise candidates in there, and they try to get at least one hometown guy in there. Uh, so for the Dodgers hosting it, you know, maybe you see Mookie Betts participate or Bellinger wanted a couple of years ago. So maybe he gets. Yeah. I remember that. So, you know, I will, I want to bring up something I saw on Facebook. Uh, it was a picture of Jason Veritek, the catcher for the Boston Red Sox a few years ago. It listed that he was the only player to play in the little league world series college world series the mlb world series the olympics and the world baseball classic he also is the only red sox player to punch alex rodriguez in the face (laughs) that's Um, the most important one right there (laughs) he has played in more postseason games than any other red sox player in team history and he's the only player in the mlb history to catch four no hitters so i was like man talk about a guy that's done it all that's so, a career. That's right the resume right there. You guys checked it all off the bucket list. <laughs> I mean, even punching Alex Rodriguez in the face, like, yeah. That Red Sox that... core with him and Ramirez and um, I guess that, was that 
when they had Ellsbury, was he coming up then as well? I mean, that team was just stacked. Yeah, I mean, you had Ortiz, Pedroia. Uh, yeah. That team was insane. That's yeah. like baseball that I would watch like when we were growing up playing like Little League Baseball. And you come home and you watch that. Tail into Johnny like, Damon's career too. Yeah, I remember good old Johnny Damon. Because he went I can't tell you. Yankees to the Red Sox, huh? Or the other way around? Other way around. He went from Red Sox to the Yankees. But so did Ellsbury. Ellsbury went from the Red Sox and he went straight to the Yankees after too. Correction, so he I, went from the Red Sox to the injured list. <laughs> he never oh, played true. again. True. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's true. But yeah, I mean, I don't like that rivalry. Speaking of, they're playing against each other right now um, in the last game of that series. But um, that rivalry is something that you have to witness in person to understand that like it's so much bigger than than those guys on the field. Like there are generations of just brutal uh, fights that just break out like you go back and you can watch tapes of them. they just hate each other. And I think that part of that hatred comes from, I mean, a few years ago you had it because nobody in their right mind in Boston liked Joe Girardi at all. And they all just wanted to attack him. Um, And I think Joe Girardi had some hatred for the Boston fan base in some respects, but it was good for the game. I mean, I think the craziest fight that I saw between those two teams was when Joe Kelly got charged uh, on the mound. I forget. I think Austin Meadows went after him and charged the mound. And that was the craziest fight that I've ever seen. That was, that was wild. And even New York and Boston, just those cities, the sports teams in both of those cities, they've always had a huge rivalry together. Um, And it's, it's those those type of rivalries is what makes sports so fun. You know something that's ruining those rivalries? The Jets being awful? Well, that too. But I was going to say all of these teams flip-flopping in, in the NCAA. Like, uh, we got six more teams to join the Big 12. So, you're going to lose out on some of those uh, rivalry games. Like, you're going to have Ohio State playing UCLA. Like, UCLA fans don't even care about when UCLA plays. So what makes you think like that's going to become a new rivalry? We're gonna, it's gonna. I think it's gonna take away from some of those, some of those like games we get every year because what the Big Twelve is now going to be the Big Eighteen. Is that the new plan? Mm, they're gonna probably keep the names, which is aggravating. Uh, the Big Ten will have eighteen or twenty teams, and the Big Twelve will have eighteen teams. Just, yeah. uh, I don't know. Might as well just keep it for laugh's sake. I mean. <laughs> kind of what it is it's comical tyler i'll let you kind of discuss this a little more since i see that you were the one that that sent it over in the notes but we've got uh arizona arizona state colorado oregon utah and washington in discussion to join the big 12 what's what's your take on this i mean that's kind of what i said on last week's show that we're gonna start to see you know the big 10 and sec do their own thing and then we're gonna see the big 12 and the pac 12 try to merge teams and just create the next super conference that we're going to see. I'm going to, I think that the ACC and the SEC are going to merge too as well. You might have some teams like, like I'm just repeating myself, like Clemson, Florida state, Miami, we could see those teams jump into the SEC. So, I mean, 
this is just the the start of the future of college football. I mean, it's just going to be one thing after another. And the outlier of this is probably going to be Notre Dame. Notre Dame, like I said on last week's show as well, is just going to just we're fine playing in the independent and playing our own schedule. So, I mean, if you're Notre Dame, I would just stay where I am and just decline every offer that is put on the table if I were them. Yeah, I mean, they don't need the money. It already cost a fortune to go there. So they just split yeah. it up between the academic and the athletics. Um, so what would they call the if the Big 12 and the Pac-12 merge? What do you call it? The Big Pack? <laughs> like, I uh, guess I mean, so. The Big Pack will work. The Pack Big. Please no. I think the big we got the big pack. No, they got to rebrand. It'll be like it's a SEC and ACC. It'll be like the SEAC, Southeastern. <laughs> be an extent, it could be like earthquake, uh, tornado alley because both like you have like the West Coast. You have to deal with earthquakes, and you're going to have all, well. There's also going to be like Cincinnati, BYU, and UCF join the conference. So imagine if like a UCF having to travel all the way to like Washington to play a game. Yeah, that would. Oh, that this would have be. been fine if they didn't already expand and add BYU and yeah. Cincinnati. Like, I bet you now they wish they didn't do that. Yeah, I know the, the conference would. I mean, I saw a report like Baylor, like in football, they are picked to actually win the conference this year for the first time in the Big Twelve history. So that was interesting. That's still surprising, well. considering you still have Oklahoma and Texas, but I, I guess Oklahoma, Oklahoma yeah. a new coach, um, and a new quarterback for that matter. Uh, if Utah man. if Utah joins, Utah gonna run the show. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Think. I think they're They'll gonna have their uh, conference rival BYU. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that happens? Yeah, you gotta keep the that rivalry. Yeah, I mean, you can't. The BYU Utah game is probably one of the, my favorite games to watch all year because it comes on at like eleven o'clock at night. On a Thursday. Goes, Wait, yeah. here's another thing about like you see all like Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Oregon, Utah, and Washington. What's wrong for Oregon State and Washington State? What are they going to do? Make money. It's like the in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Oregon State. You need, yeah, but you need Oregon State for the baseball. I mean, Big Twelve got Kansas for basketball only. True. Yeah, he does have a good point. Oregon State's usually running the show in baseball. So. I mean, Washington State's usually consistent at football. They'll I mean, have to join the uh, Mountain West. <laughs> they and I wonder if this is going to lead to a lot of the schools being broken up in terms of like. Baseball's in one conference, football's in another, basketball's in another. I don't think that could be possible. You got to just have every sport in conference. It would just be chaos. It's just going to be really weird when, like, UCLA and Ohio State have to play a Tuesday night basketball game. Like, that's what people aren't thinking about. I mean, you can get get to Columbus on a Friday – I mean, on a Saturday for a football game. But, I mean, I know these guys have their own – sports schedules and school schedules and whatever and they probably already travel a few days in advance but i mean to me there's a little bit of a difference there between uh you know lsu packing things up for a game at mississippi state on a weeknight versus ucla playing ohio state or rutgers on a yeah i mean that's completely across the country like uh, it's gonna these kids are gonna start failing classes well, okay, to that point, do you really think that they care about classes when they are mm-hmm. making NIL deals that are multi-million dollar deals and they're traveling across? They don't care. Absolutely not. <laughs> they're on vacation year-round. They only do not further pass. removes the school from the sports. I mean, like, yeah. I guess we should just What's quit playing pretend, of- though. What's the point of the the having academics at the university anymore for for 
athletes. There's there is no point anymore. It should just be paid entertainment. It's like having a, a recreation center or having a cafeteria. You should pick a school based on what how much entertainment value they can bring you. And they should just be paid entertain paid entertainers by the school. It's gonna be like professional sports where like there's no issue with the Lakers flying over to Boston on like a Wednesday night and playing the next day and then flying back. So it uh, it's not really going to be a, a big deal, I guess, in that sense. Hey, but if that does happen, let's say that somebody is let's for a basketball team, you know, somebody's not good enough and their four years are up at a university and they have nothing to fall back on, no degree to fall back on or anything, they're screwed. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's that's going to be all you got is your nil money. You know, that's going to eventually going to run out. People aren't going to pay. You're not going to have NIL deals forever considering you're no longer a part of that university. So, I mean, what is like the big G down in Baton Rouge going to advertise if you're like the eighth year removed from school? You know, yeah. and you or you're like some of these players just coming out. You don't make it in the professional leagues. And a lot of them, you know, credit to them. They go back and get their degree. But like Futch said, you got all this money, you get out and you have nothing. So it's a uh, it's. Do y'all think that this whole Big 12, Pac-12 merger thing will be happening in like 2024 when UCLA and USC joins Big 10? I think that if they want to keep up with the competition, it has to. I wonder if Texas and Oklahoma will petition to join earlier than 2025. They definitely could. They're going to. They're going to have to because, I mean, the first taste of it that we'll see is when UCLA and USC join the Big 10. That's that's the soonest timeline right now, yeah. as far as teams joining conferences. I mean, that's 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 the big test. Yeah, I think the ACC is going to lose Florida State and Miami, and I think the ACC is going to pluck away uh, West Virginia from the Big Twelve. I think they could also pluck away Oklahoma State too. I Florida State needs to go to the FCS. <laughs> just be done yeah. with it. Just go ahead. You can join the Sun Belt. I mean, they would be close to all the other teams. Yeah, they want to just do instead of having all these teams move around everything. You got all the commissioners of the uh, conferences come together and just say, "All right, we're wiping the whole slate clean. Pick your teams, and it just the entire comp, all of them realign for like do a draft lottery. Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah, like yeah, dude, that'd be kind of fun. You like, got LSU right, playing Vanderbilt. in Pac-12 or something. We're going to spin the wheel. You're going to go to the American Conference. Congratulations. I think they should all just be free agents and you should get paid per TV network per game and go from there. Like I think Minnesota, Minnesota playing Miami twice a year <laughs> in the snow and then, you know, 100 degrees. Oh, <laughs> that would just be whatever floats your boat. Well, that's that's what's going to happen with like USC and Ohio State or Rutgers or something. You know, they're going to be these boys are going to be coming from California, and then they they're, they're flying out at seventy degrees or landing at negative seven. Like that, they're not going to. Uh, I definitely, you know, bet in the the home team that week. Yeah, yeah. let's uh, let's provide a little clarity here. We're talking about Ohio State and UCLA and all that. Uh, Ohio State's not even the coldest place in the conference. Wait till they go up to Wisconsin and, and Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, really. <laughs> You're gonna be That's in a blizzard. Ohio like, State players get stuff? cold when they go up there. Well, and you know, off of that, no fan is gonna go. Like I said earlier, they don't even care when UCLA's playing in Pasadena. You think they're gonna fly to Minnesota? To the fans the will. You don't the think city? you don't think the college students are gonna go to Pasadena 
to get yeah. out of Columbus no, no, no. or State I'd College or Minnesota. The other way, though. The other way. The other way. When you're coming from California. But here's another thing, too. Like, oh. You see, like, Big Ten fans, you know, traveling to the Rose Bowl. Like, oh, this is the Rose Bowl game. But are they going to travel, you know, whenever they face UCLA in the same stadium? Is it going to have that much of a possession? Yes. Yeah, like, we'll be there oh, next sure. year anyways. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. what a lot of people don't understand, when you look at the Big Ten, like, people think – that it's just centralized, like all the fans are just right there and they're just going to sit there. There's more, actually, there's a lot of Big Ten fans out West. I mean, and there's a lot of Big Ten fans in Florida. Big Ten fans travel. I mean, there's a Big Ten fan down in Mississippi working at Home Depot. There is a Big Ten fan working down here. But, yeah. All right, add Ole Miss to the Big Ten. (laughs) Yeah, you might as well. I mean, (laughs) this point. the baseball. In the Big Ten, yeah, they run, they yeah, run baseball. baseball. Yeah. I mean, UCLA and USC should help that. I just find it funny that Rutgers is the best baseball team in the Big Ten, but they're also the worst football team in the Big Ten. So uh, I don't know what gives, but mark my words, like you could put this soundbite, you can save the soundbite for the for the end of the year, Chet. I think that Rutgers beats USC in Pasadena the first year that they play. Okay. I think Rutgers is that good. Clip it, Tyler. Trojans. Oh, as as Cameron says, we'll give Cameron a little shout out for uh, his stream. Shout out C Money AZ on Twitch is his favorite line. Clip it, Tyler. So we'll go ahead and clip that and save it for uh, save it for the end of the next year. My last my last point is what what would have happened had we had nil money in deals around when Johnny football was playing. No oh God, oh, there was, he just wasn't very public. <laughs> yeah, it was, he, was. <laughs> he was doing that. He was signing all the autographs he wanted. <laughs> Why do you think he still has millions of dollars? He's still drawing money from that. Exactly. The man yeah, hasn't yeah. played professional football. Well, I guess he played in that player controlled league. Yeah. But still, that, that was just maybe they'll just get rid of eligibility and he can come back, you know, like, <laughs> Could you imagine the the legend of Johnny Football? Why should back? he only have four years to make money in college football? I mean, I mean he he's probably living off his uh, first round draft pick to the Browns. You know, another first round draft pick to the Browns that's on the move, Mister Baker Mayfield down in, in Car- to Wade's team in Carolina. <laughs> Wade's what, team. What, okay. what do y'all think about that? You think he's one of the starting Chris's jobs in Carolina? Shout out to Chris. No, I, I think no. We're Carolina is your team. Don't okay. lie. You're the only one that's, that stood on the sidelines there and watched them. In the uh, Saints jersey, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> what a menace. <laughs> they, what made a, me put a cover, they made me put my jacket over it because I was on the Panthers. Wasn't that like that boring 10-9 like, game? Yeah, when the um, Panthers <laughs> ran a fake uh, field goal for like a touchdown and that was the only offense the whole game. Just rip the jacket off or rip the cover thing off. Just I, yeah, I love that they speech, made you, my dude. I love that they made you cover up the the jersey because you were on the Panthers sideline. I mean, in hindsight, probably was stupid. I mean, even this Friday when I'm at the Nationals game, I'm not going to rock a Braves jersey. So you just got to have respect for the home fans. But um, no, no, what? you can't do that. Respect you can't for do the that. Nationals. You can't I don't do want that. Beer and this stuff dumped on me. It's, it's, it's not like you're going to City Field in the Mets. Like, I mean, yeah, it's the Nationals. They respect the Braves, man. If Just, I go to New York and I go to the Bronx, I'm wearing a Red Sox jersey. If I go to Columbus and they're play in Penn State is playing Ohio State, I'm wearing a Penn State jersey. That, when you go to Pasadena and Penn State's playing USC. 
You will be wearing a You will be wearing a And that means next year's sports scramble will only be the three of us because Futch will probably be killed in one of those situations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You will have your next I'm likely probably the Bronx, so wearing a Red Sox jersey. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. But no, so what do y'all think about Baker to the Panthers? You think he wins the start job there? Yes. Yeah, I think like Carlin isn't win. all that good. You don't think I he wins the job, but he might not be the long-term solution. I think that Baker is set up better in Carolina than he was in Cleveland. I mean, well, he's, if he's they can just rebuild that O-line in Carolina, I think that, I mean, you have the weapons there. You have already DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson doesn't want Baker Mayfield, so he'll have to deal with that. Well, maybe try. He, he took back that statement. He just said oh. that he was showing support to Sam Oh, Ronald, sure, sure. I'm sure that Robbie thrilled. Anderson said <laughs> Yeah, he just doesn't want to get cut before the season starts. Yeah, he doesn't want his uh, – he, he, I'm sure he's got a bonus in but his contract. here's also another session. note about this move. Guess who the Panthers play week one in regular season? The Browns. The, the Cleveland Browns. And the Baker. Browns have to pay – are paying like Baker 500 – like five, over 500K to just face him. Yeah, I, so the the contract was split up to where each team I think pays like $10.5 or $8.5 something like that. Uh, which is insane considering the Browns have to pay their former first round draft pick who led them to their only playoff win in a long time. Uh, to They have to pay him to beat them pretty much. Does and, Baker Bulls uh, CMC's fantasy prediction? Hey, the no, Panthers look lights out week one every year. So they absolutely will win that game. And all you hear about is, oh my gosh, Baker's back. CMC's back, and then we'll talk about him week five, and who knows. And a couple but, of weeks later, CMC is hurt. CMC's going to be out for the year. Baker's <laughs> going to get put on the bench, and Darnold's going to have to start in week 13. And then he's going to get mono, and then PJ Walker's yeah, going to Matt Corral's going to come in and start Matt the rest Corral's of the year. Finish the year. Hey, it wouldn't be the worst thing to happen for the Panthers if Corral were able but, I mean, Hey, imagine if, imagine if you ran a three-quarterback backfield. Like, who's going to throw it? <laughs> Just line them all up. Or who's going to throw a pick? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, I can promise you they're not going to have Sam Darnold throwing it. Because, uh, you know, he sees ghosts out there. So, you better watch out wherever he's throwing the ball. I you like know, how, like, think... Sam Darnold had, like, one good year. Like, he played, like, the game of his life in that Rose Bowl game against Penn State. And ever since, it's just been downhill. Well, I had him. No, I had Trubisky on my fantasy team when he was a rookie. And Trubisky had a great, great year. Uh, but yeah, no, Sam Darnold uh, has never been like anything huge. Um, one interesting thing that I saw for uh, for the Browns, they this the fan base is always so upset at the quarterback and everything, but they really should be upset at the front office because you know you just traded away your first round pick from a few years ago. You just signed a guy who's potentially not even going to play like half the season because he'll probably be suspended. So they're going to have um, what uh, Jacoby Brissett probably be their starting quarterback week one. <laughs> it wasn't so only they, their like first round pick; it was the first overall pick, and what, they only got back like a fifth yeah, round pick in this. Yeah, they they traded Baker away for a fifth round. All pick the value from that trade is just gone. I mean, that they that talked him down just, so much on the way out that that's all they could get. Yeah. yeah, I mean they they traded him away for a fifth round pick, and they still end up paying half of his contract. So that's uh, I think that's just a problem with the front office there, not necessarily the players. And, and I think they'll get the third in the division. I mean, yeah, 
Hey, if, hey, you guys, remember, you guys remember when Jacoby Brissett had to fill in for Brady because Brady was suspended for the deflate gate? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> and Brissett went 4-0 and to start the year. He's not bad. Yeah, I mean, not, I not a bad. He had some good to. years up in. He's not in, bad, in but you don't make that trade for Watson and trade away Baker and then walk away and say, "Oh, I feel good about this." I mean, like that can't be their plan. No, no. I mean, because nobody know. knows what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. It's just a mess up there. I mean, kudos for them well, to have three I guys mean, with starting experience. It's Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, so who do and you then they tell the division? fans they want taxpayer money for a new stadium. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that'll go over real well. When they so, need in a stadium that was opened in like 2000, it's not even that old. So they need to burn the dog pound down. Cincinnati, uh, Cleveland. Who are the other two in that? Baltimore and uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, they'll be finishing last. Yeah, they're I finishing. Think. I think that Kenny Pickett is might be Pittsburgh's in a transition year too. So I don't know. Yeah, but I trust Pittsburgh over Cleveland. Yeah. that. Unless, maybe. I guess, if Deshaun Watson does play, then maybe that changes a few things. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, speaking of Baltimore, I don't know if y'all saw the picture that Lamar Jackson posted yesterday. The man has been in the weight room. He's gained, he said, about 15 pounds of muscle and has not lost a step of speed, but he's a big dude. I think he's putting on all this weight to try to tough himself up because uh, he wants that contract. Well, he's got no him. receivers that throw through outside of Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews. And y'all yeah. are just going to let him sit there and sit there and dangle him in front of me in fantasy, and then I'm going <laughs> to give in again and take him, and we'll see. He might, as well, he might as well play both sides of the ball, to be honest just with you. Just throw it to him. He could be the Shohei Otani of NFL. He could just yeah, like, like throw it and run downfield and catch it. Yeah, he's fast enough. He could probably do that. Uh, but I, I saw DK Metcalf was like, "Hey man, let me hold a bicep here, bro." I was I used to be the biggest guy in the NFL. Now you're now you're overtaking me. Uh, something interesting came out. They had the 32, I believe it was 32, all NFL execs rank uh, their top cornerbacks, and I just listed the top three out here. You have Jalen Ramsey at number one, which isn't much of a surprise. Our boy Marshawn Lattimore at number two. Shout out to Saints. Number three, Jair Alexander. So, what is what are your takes on on that ranking there, Tyler? What do you think about that? Uh, I think Did they get it right. Yeah, I think they got it right for the most part. But I think that Xavier Howard, I think, is being underrated. Was, I think he could be in the four. top three. Okay, he, so he I think ranked four. I think I would place Howard with Alexander if I were that. I, I think that's the only change. I think that Ramsey number one, and then number two is uh, Lattimore. Yeah, where's Fudge looks dumbfounded right now. Where's Stefan? Where's Stefan Gilmore? Well, yeah, that's another thing. Are we talking about the whole career or are we just talking I mean, about now? No, no, because if it's the uh, whole career, then it's Gilmore one. Last yeah. last season. Okay, so last yeah. season, yeah, Gilmore's Gilmore's like a top ten, but not top three. Yeah. I think if we're talking yeah, career, I, career, I think he's he's number one. number one. Out of all these. Like career he's not the number one overall. That would be like a Dion. Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah. you're forgetting Mr. Yeah. Deion Sanders. Yeah, Deion Sanders was number one. If I could get my Google to load, I'll tell you what the list was, but it's not loading. Uh, Did you mention Xavier Rhodes? We had, let's see. No, it was just uh, Ramsey, Lattimore, and Alexander. Of course, you know, I'm losing. The, the Google is not working. But the uh, I will say Marshawn Lattimore jumped 
from number nine last year or two years ago to number two. So it's good to see him back to playing his, his old self. Ranking corners is tough because they they tend to be, you know, it's best if they don't throw at them. Because that's if, you know, you don't get any stats, but that's what you want from a corner. You want the quarterback to be so scared they don't even throw the ball their way. So, like, you look at someone, like, in the college level, Derek Stingley, freshman year, he had a lot of stats. But the next few years, he didn't have much because nobody threw at him because they all knew what he could do. So, like, that's what one of them noted was Jalen Ramsey, he doesn't have a ton of, you know, interceptions or passes deflected. But because no quarterback is, is stupid enough to throw his way when the game's on the line. So it's a, uh, I mean, yeah, Mr. Uh, Jamar Chase ran through him in the Super Bowl, which is good to see from our LSU fans. But it's a, uh, it's, it's always hard to give cornerbacks that ranking just because if they don't do anything, people forget about them. So that's one thing I wanted to, to mention, wanted to take into account when you're trying to rank them. Um, who's, who's, who's last? Eli Apple? Probably. I mean, out, out, out of all the cornerbacks, <laughs> right. I, I would put Eli Apple for sure. Well, he's right, like just... a nickel. So, I mean, he's getting beat up all the time because, like, he's just kind of, like, lingering back like a safety. So, I mean, they're just going to nickel and dime him for five, ten yards every time. And then if he gets burnt, oh, my gosh, it's a touchdown. So. That guy's been hit stick so many times. <laughs> like, he's been put on his rear so many times. Oh, that hurts to watch. What's up, everyone? Let me tell you about a company called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started. I want to start a new segment on the show. We'll call it Quote of the Week, okay? Because I was searching through the NFL world. Uh, we're bringing try, back the quote board. Yeah, trying to find something. And this is from Mr. Tyreek Hill. It's going to be 2 a.m. one night, and you're going to wake up and walk into your kitchen, and I'm going to be washing the dishes. That's how good our chemistry is going to be. To give some background information on that, that's him talking to Tua Tukafala, however you say his last name. You know, I can do Tua Tua Two Feet. Okay, Tukafaloa. Tukafaloa. What's the Clemson's quarterback's name? I have no idea. DJ, like, Ongale or something? We're just going to refer to him as Tua for now. Uh, but that, that's a quote from Tyreek Hill about his chemistry with Tua. And the week before, he came out and said that between Mahomes and Tua, Mahomes might have had the stronger arm, but Tua was the more accurate quarterback. It's like, okay, Tyreek Hill, I understand you're trying to gas up your new quarterback, but let's not just go out here saying stupid stuff because in, in Can week Tua 10, make those like sideways passes too? That's what I'm saying. It not even week 10. It's week four and you're already demanding another trade because you haven't caught a ball in four weeks. 
like because he's overthrowing you or underthrowing you the whole jazz like let's let's remember how good you had it with patty Mahomes. just wait yeah i don't like, like that trade he's gonna say it's this annoying. like he's saying this now but wait till week one whenever he's running like a post route and two it like misses him by like 10 yards <laughs> i was so good. high on jalen waddle for fantasy this year oh my god i was gonna unleash him on you guys but now they've run in Tyreek Hill, so I don't well, know who's going to catch more my passes. According to my two fantasy sources, he's also not going to be as good as this year, too. I'll give him. I'll give you all that after the show, in my where I get my fantasy inside. Okay, Tyler's got a little fantasy inside. Hey, but is Juju going to catch more than five passes this year in Kansas City? Uh, I don't know. They're liking him too because I mean, they're also McCole Harmon is what the fantasy experts are talking about because he's no, been there. Never drafting that guy. I'm well, never picking up McCole Harmon again. He has okay. screwed me so many well, times. Well, I'm just saying as like a bench player. I drafted him and you picked him up after I dropped him. <laughs> I'm not saying to start the man, but I mean like outside of I mean outside of Travis Kelsey, I mean Patrick Mahomes. I'm, I mean Byron Pringle's not there anymore, so it's pretty much Juju uh, and uh, who was I just talking nah, about? Nah, weed's legal cool. now. Josh Gordon will be just fine. <laughs> true. He's got a, do you well, think Juju plays more than five games or is he going to yes, be suspended Juju will for be fine. Yeah. no no I'm talking about his, his TikTok dances with Jackson Mahomes he might quit his NFL career oh, gosh, <laughs> no, he, can't, he can't do the TikTok dances in Kansas City he tear up the grass too much that's fragile grass out there because every time mm-hmm. you watch Kansas City play at Arrowhead the grass is either muddy or just really soft and it gets torn up well, yeah, and Mahomes already see... put his brother in place on that. So, yeah, by extension, Juju's got to tone it down. Yeah, Mahomes is going to put him in place. Don't worry. And I don't, I don't know about taking Tyreek Hill this year. He, he's known to get himself into some trouble. I mean, I'm sure he can get into some trouble in Miami. So, we'll see if he even – He got in he... trouble in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Yeah, you yeah, can't you... put anything <laughs> past him. <laughs> Do you think, you think he even finishes the whole season without getting a suspension? I think the, like the only Miami Dolphin that I would probably consider drafting outside of Tyreek Hill would be Chase Edmonds. That's not a bad pick. That's not a bad pick. We'll, uh, we'll have to dive into your fantasy sources more once we get closer to the football season and have our have – I'm going to have uh, my recording device. Yeah, <laughs> have our annual – annual uh fantasy football league which this year i was it will be after the preseason ends yeah so yes it'll be on september in september this time not august so whenever like travis Etienne gets hurt yeah and i don't <laughs> and i don't draft leonard fournette and uh what's his gets name cut. uh the jets running back what was his name Le'Veon bell yeah Le'Veon yeah. bell they both get cut from their team chet likes to uh foresee if people are gonna get you know retire or get cut Make a career change. Yeah, like that one year somebody drafted or Joey drafted Andrew Luck and then he came out and retired. <laughs> so like yeah. we'll have to wait till after the preseason. Um but I was talking There's about There's only three games this year in preseason. Yeah. Hey, just, but fun but fun fact, uh last year when we did this, we had the draft. Uh I was at work. Um I and I hope Home Devo is not listening to this because I was driving a forklift, making my picks. <laughs> That's an OSHA violation. Well, That's why you grabbed the NFC this, last year. This You're is going to have to be cut. Note to self: cut Futch's OSHA violations that are that are coming out on the Sports Scramble <laughs> show. Good thing you didn't run into like the lumber section that in Home Depot would came after you. Yeah. Oh, I was in lumber. Oh, oh. I was. Where I else was you in lumber. Drive a forklift, Tyler. Well, I don't in know. In the garden section, pick up some plants. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, Pick up some bombs yeah. in the parking lot. I don't know. 
just like Zach Wilson. We won't go into that on the show, but Zach Wilson has an interesting taste in, in women. Um, look it up on your own free time. Okay, uh, he was a BYU Cougar. <laughs> You've got a, got a point there. For the, fan, for the fantasy football league this, this year, Tyler and I have decided, since Tyler won it last year, we're raising the, the pot to $500 a person, so better start what, saving We up. already upped it last no, year. No, 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 no. We're not adding a, another zero I, to that 50. I'm joking. <laughs> it's just going to be 50. But Yikes. Maybe we'll so pull what, our money together to get us a trophy or something. So what's the pot? I mean, if we if we all go 500, what, what's, the, what's, the, what's the payout here? What's the potential salary? <laughs> If we get ten people to put in five hundred dollars, I don't have to do engineering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to retire, I'm done. Yeah, so that's that's only five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars, guys. You might want to rethink that. Yeah, you might want to keep working. <laughs> yeah, you might have to. Take, I could take a month off. One vacation. Yeah, if you're lucky. You might be able to take a month off, but I could take a month off. Yeah. So you know who isn't going to be taking any months off would be Mr. Zion Williamson after he just signed his rookie max extension. Um, so what do you? I know Fudge isn't too happy with that. He was hoping that Zion would maybe end up on the Grizzlies with old John Morant. We haven't God, really no. done enough to get that money, man. No, I think that's yeah. I'm upset the fact that they threw that much money at him. I said that's pitiful in some sense because the Pelicans could go add a couple of pieces that they need. I mean, they've thrown their eggs all in one basket with Zion. Um, really, like the last couple of years, I know Tyler doesn't like that. Um, when do you want them to go get Kevin Durant and sell the farm? No, yeah, I'd rather him go get Durant than sign somebody that's played in like fifty games. No, that's not what I'm saying. I just think I th- that they've put too much money down. I mean, I think Zion was going to resign regardless of how much money it was. You I think gave him the same contract as last year or his previous contract, and he would have stayed. I think it's them investing in his future, hoping he stays healthy. I saw a video of him today doing some crazy 360 windmill dunk in Paris, France. Like, they threw him a ball and he just jumped. Like, he, he didn't have, like, much of a running start. He was in, like, street clothes. It was insane. I mean, the dude's a freaking athlete. It's just yeah. he's got to stay healthy. If he has a good year, I mean, that could end up being a, a bargain contract, but it's a lot of guaranteed money for someone who hasn't lived up to the hype yet. Uh, uh, I hope his. Agents making a nice cut of that because he is doing his work. I tell you that. Is he a franchise player in New Orleans? I think so. Probably in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Maybe I think not I don't in think Boston he... or New York or L.A. Watching his press conference, it sounds like he wants to stay there for a very long time, and I, I think he stays there his whole career as long as he. I mean, if he doesn't play full seasons, no one else is going to pick him up. For well, I think the face of, of the franchise right now, you got to say, is Brandon Ingram. Oh, for sure. For sure. They need to make sure B.I. doesn't go anywhere. And then you build off of him, C.J. McCollum, and Zion. I mean, that's your big three. And, you has, know, anybody another- noticed, has anybody noticed that it seems like the younger guys are wanting to stay with teams longer? Well, you got to think about who they, they seem- looked up to. They looked up to, like, Kobe Bryant, who played his entire career with the Lakers. I mean, I – like – to me, LeBron would mean so much more if he played his entire career in Cleveland. You yeah, know, or like like MJ played his, I mean, the majority of his career in Chicago. He did retire and come back to Washington, but that, I wouldn't really count that. I mean, the contracts are just so much more lucrative, and teams are willing to give them contracts 
you know, their second contract can be the contract that sets them up for life. Whereas the previous generation of basketball players kind of had to go through two, three, four contracts to get the same amount of money that these guys are getting in one. I mean, LeBron was everything you would want to be the face of the Cleveland Cavaliers. But I mean, I guess the TV deals weren't there or whatever. To yeah. And I guess pony up that much money. Kobe might be a bad example because it is LA. I mean, that's already a big enough market. And, you know, kind of going off what you said, Fudge, you got Damian Lillard just signed a two-year extension yeah. with the Trailblazers. That's not a big Never market. Saw that coming. Yeah, he, and he actually came out and said that he doesn't want to play anywhere else. He wants to stay in Portland because he knows it'll be so much sweeter winning a championship in Portland, whether if he were to just leave and go somewhere else and win it. He's, He's never going to win a championship in Portland, though. That's the problem. Yeah, they well, hey, Damian Lillard and KD. That might, no, that might get it done. I don't think KD would ever go to Portland. Problem is, is with Portland, it's the same problem with New Orleans, Memphis. Um, okay, come on now. It's, it's Kevin it's, Durant. No, he it's just in OKC, oh. and he went to Golden State, went to Brooklyn. He's probably going to go to, like, Phoenix or Miami next. He's going to go to a small market. It, it, that's the problem. Well, yeah, Portland that's the is issue. It's a small it's, market team. You, they're going to have to – they're going to get their – yeah, their chance to win it is going to have to draft it and just let Damian Lillard lead them. I mean, because Dame by himself is already an amazing player. And you, yeah. and you saw, you know, with, with C.J. McCollum there, they the two of them in the backcourt were great, but now they're going to have to find somebody to replace them. So, but, uh, you know, another kind of superstar, I guess he's a washed-up superstar now because he hasn't played in a few years, John Wall signed with the Clippers. So now you got John Wall, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard. Is that the new big three in LA? You think they take on the Lakers and maybe they're they're uh, they're they're gonna be the team in the West to beat? I think they're gonna be better than the Lakers next year, especially getting Kawhi and Paul George for sure. Yeah, I mean I, Paul George will be healthy. John Wall will be healthy and when John Wall's healthy he's a very good They were better without all of them yeah, this year the without the Lakers. The Lakers this yeah, year. Okay, yeah, this year, but I'm just saying in yeah. terms of other years. Clippers next year they'll definitely they won't be in the play in next year. They'll they're going to be safe and sound the at least the top 6. Yeah, I mean Doc Rivers uh, he's too good of a coach to let him miss the playoffs. They'll probably like switch spots with Utah. I think that Utah is going to drop off a little bit. Yeah, I'm curious if yeah, Donovan Mitchell will stay. Yeah, if he'll stay in Utah or not. Well, I think Doc Rivers is the last of, I would say, the real basketball coaches. Because your basketball coaches now are like, they're they're more of the players coach. Yeah, they're, former, they're former players for one. Yeah. I mean, you got Chauncey Billups uh, over there. I mean, Doc played back in the day, but, it, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're seeing guys like hang up the the shoes and then come back like two years later and coach. Yeah. yeah. Who am I? Uh, Jason Blake, Kidd. Yeah. Jason Kidd. Steve Nash. Uh, is Steve Nash. But it's working for Steve Nash. Um, or, I don't know about that. I don't know about working. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, mean, I was thinking he's got to fix that locker room first. If he wants Steve, to work for him. Steve Nash is not the coach of the Phoenix Suns. Steve Nash played for the Phoenix Suns. I was, <laughs> sorry, I had this. Yeah. Monty yeah, Williams. <laughs> my bad. My bad. I'm sorry, Monty Williams. Steve Nash is over there in Brooklyn, but yeah, no, it's uh, you've seen a lot of former players come back and play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, like you said, they are kind of a player's coach because they understand that mindset. But well, it should... I think it's good and bad, though. That's that's an issue. I think it's good and bad. Well, I think in 
Golden State sense, it was a blessing that Kerr came back because without Steve Kerr, I don't think they win the championships that they won. Right. But in other senses, like Jason Kidd going to Dallas, I mean, ultimately, I think that hurt Dallas. Um, because when Carlisle was there, I think they were a better team. Uh, it, it just it works out for some teams and others it doesn't. I mean, you see with Brooklyn with Steve Nash. I just don't think that's a good fit because you've got guys that are, I don't know, six years, seven years younger than them that are taking orders from this guy. They're not listening. And it's like a, it's like a high school locker room all over again. What you've basically got people like LeBron running. I mean, when you've got a situation with LeBron James where he runs the team and he plays and he's the general uh, manager, that's not going to work. But, and then it was kind of the same situation with like KD and Kyrie. There's too much in the locker room. You, you have to have that level of, I guess, separation between the coach and the player uh, in order to make it work. So who's it's it's a it's a more of who's calling the shots. And right. when it comes down to the end, who's calling, you know, what we're going to do right here. Yeah. I mean, that that's a problem. I think that, you know, Golden State's so successful because, I mean, Curry doesn't call the shots. Thompson doesn't call the shots. Draymond Green doesn't call the shots. I mean, Steve Kerr calls the shots at the end of the day. Yeah, but there's some the, basketball teams that don't operate like that. So like, No, there's 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 not. No. But I think the more successful teams are ones that you know, players stay in their lane, players play and the coaches coach. And I, that's, that's refreshing. <laughs> Definitely yeah, like, look at Golden like, State. It's worked for them. I mean Yeah. I mean they've won like I don't know, four of the last ten titles and like that can get annoying, but it is refreshing that, you know, they Play team basketball, I guess. Yeah, I mean that's that's why teams like the Lakers were so good, and, and the Celtics were so good um, when you had KG, Rondo, uh, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen. I mean, that's when Doc was there, and you know that was arguably the best year that they ever had. Right. And, I mean, Eric Spolstra is another example in Miami. You know. He calls the shots how it is. I mean, I don't think Jimmy Butler's calling, you know, what's going on down there. And I think even when LeBron was down there, Spolstra still had that level of, like, they had that level of respect and that that clear line. I think once LeBron, I think once LeBron went back to Cleveland, I think it was more of, hey, this is my city. This is what I'm going to do. And I just think it was, it wasn't smart in some sense because i mean people i mean the layperson does view him as a well he's kind of like coaching the team and calling the shots which i think he is and if i think you're a young coach in the league i mean the lakers now have a younger coach now i mean i'd be pretty frustrated if i'm sitting there trying to coach a team and lebron james is over there over talking me and telling me no we're gonna do this i mean yeah if no, I'm him i'm gonna say go sit down or go go out there and play basketball yeah well then you end up on Sports Center for telling LeBron James to sit out and good luck having a job after that because you know he runs that team. Oh, uh, you know it's like you said. I think once he went back to Cleveland, that's what kind of when all this started. And I don't want to see basketball turn that way where the players are running the team. Like we know how Tyler feels about LeBron. LeBron's Tyler's favorite player, so we can't bad talk him too much. <laughs> so, so he's just shaking his. Tyler's not a very big uh, LeBron fan. Tyler, who's better, LeBron or Michael? Michael Jordan, it's not even a question. I don't know why people have this argument right now. 
<laughs> we'll, uh, we'll like it's just so baffling to me that people think that LeBron James is a better basketball player overall than Michael Jordan. I mean, that's just no, I totally agree. Makes, I think it's it Michael. makes me sick. It makes me sick when they've got these players and they get them on. Uh, they're in a like a one-on-one interview setting and they ask them who's the best player of all time and they say LeBron James and they're 19, 18 years old or 20 years old and I'm like really <laughs> I guess you, you gotta think they probably I mean they didn't grow up watching it I mean they, yeah I mean I didn't either they but know I, who Michael Jordan is but still yeah I mean the game's uh, changed I watched a I watched a video of Kareem punching somebody in the face <laughs> back in the day and I was like that would have been that would have yeah. been career ending for people. Yeah, back in the day when oh. Wilt Chamberlain was dropping 100 points on people. <laughs> well, I mean, Draymond Green could probably go punch somebody in the face and they would just give him a technical foul. It would be no big deal. Nah, uh, they let him slide. He's got a podcast now. They let him slide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he speaks his truth. The NBA lets him do what he wants. He's got a podcast I mean, like us. Hey, he maybe threw we Brandon get... Clark to the ground in the playoffs. So, I mean, I, I think he's free reign. I, I don't think. <laughs> you think we get Draymond Green on here to talk about his no, decisions? We... <laughs> I don't, I don't think probably... we that's a I tough ticket. Probably have to blurt out a lot of the stuff that would come out of my mouth. <laughs> you, you think That's... you would tell Draymond Green to his face how you really? Feel? Yes, I would. I oh, would we are, we are over a video screen, so I guess no fear, no fear. <laughs> we would, you would, uh, we definitely would have to hide which Home Depot you worked at because I think he might show up and give you a piece of his mind. But uh, I kind of want to go full circle back to what we were talking to at the beginning of the show because we kind of just went on a tangent. That's what it is. Nope. It's on a the scramble, man. Scramble tour. Exactly. You never know what's going to happen in a scramble. One guy might hit it straight down the fairway. One might, guy might hook it into the woods, which we're hoping happens to Fudge and Tyler when we play them on July 30th. <laughs> what a transition. <laughs> but but I, I wanted to just mention, we talked about, uh, talked about an awkward moment with the the open next week the rna told norman that he's not uh accepted into their uh circle of champions or tournament of champions that they call it where they play the little par three course that's like having to uninvite someone to a wedding which wade's in the wedding planning process so he might know how Greg. yeah you're uninvited it. well okay show's <laughs> over go ahead finish that one. Oh. i thought it was interesting that the open took this route considering they're letting the live golf tour or whatever the live players play in this. And they just told Greg Norman to hit the curve, Jack. That is surprising. Why are they letting them in it? I mean, I just don't get it. Like I said on last week's show, I mean, if you're going to suspend them, I mean, just get them out of here. Just go play your live golf, you know, make your money. That's what you wanted to do. Because they know they need them. Don't even touch the PGA tour. It's like that (laughs) ex-girlfriend syndrome, you know? Well, it's can't leave. Here's the thing: the the Open's not run by the PGA Tour. It's the whatever the R and I forget what it stands for. Um, but they get but a nice little check from the PGA Tour. <laughs> oh, they definitely do. They're probably all gonna like finish like ten over par, not even be in contention anyway. Yeah, they probably they probably won't even make the cut. That's kind of been the theme for these little tour players. <laughs> uh, but like even this week for the Scottish Open, Ian Poulter took him to court and won, and he was allowed to play in the Scottish Open, which I think he missed the cut, so it wasn't that big a deal. Ooh. Um, doesn't have enough to pay off the court fees. Oh no, he definitely has enough. He got paid by the by the live tour. So but, Ian Poulter was the worst thing that ever happened to the PGA tour. Yeah, those pants were the worst thing that ever happened to the oh PGA tour. He was it oh my god. I never saw somebody who was such a snob about golf. I mean everything was a competition, even when it wasn't the Ryder Cup. And I was like, dude, you're playing against yourself. 
if you can't make the cut, that's on you. I was like, it was always somebody else's problem. And I was like, dude, you're getting paid millions of dollars. Put the ball in the hole. (laughs) Yeah. At at the end, you got to put the ball in the hole if you're getting paid that much money, which you don't really have to do on the Lyft tour. So maybe that's why I joined. Um, And speaking of the Ryder Cup, you mentioned Sergio Garcia and Ian Poulter are still trying to lobby to play the Ryder Cup, which the Ryder Cup, the European team is not controlled by the PGA Tour. It's controlled by, um, the, I believe it's the European Tour is who yep. controls their team. So, DP World Tour, yeah. Yes, the DP, yeah, the now named the DP World Tour, which has stood pretty firm with the PGA Tour and, you know, not allowing these guys to play, which they were overruled in court in Scotland uh, this past week. But what do you, do you think they're, I mean, they they were captains last year, were they, or, you know, they were players and should be co-captains. Do you think at at this point next year this is or yeah next year this is all overruled or do you think the the Ryder Cup tells them to hit the road? Well, who else who else does the European Tour have? That's the issue. They don't really. I would. You got uh, Tommy Fleetwood, uh, I mean, Matt Fitzpatrick, top, Roy McIlroy. That's about it. Roy, Roy Fitzpatrick, Rom, uh, and Fleetwood. And Fleetwood. That's it. Yeah, and and speaking of Fleetwood, he finished fourth today in the Scottish Open, so he might be a little dark horse to win the Open. I've never seen him put that good in his life. Hey, he feels at home. It is, it is. But I asked y'all before the show to maybe pick pick a winner for the Open next week since it's the last major championship this year. So let's start with Tyler. Who you got winning? I'm going to go Wills out of Taurus. I think he finally gets it done. He's definitely uh, been on the money, I feel like, this this past month. He's been close in the top five, even in the playoff uh, holes. So I think that Wills out Taurus finally gets it done and wins the Open. I like that pick. You know, he has finished second in the past two major championships. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, it doesn't bode too well for you, considering he missed the cut this week. So maybe that's that uh, hey, those conditions over. Yeah, because yeah. Scotty Scheffler also missed the cut, so maybe yeah, like wait, so that don't mean a dang thing. You could like play, you know, bogey golf one weekend and then you know get out the next weekend and like shoot eagles and birdies. So I, I have faith in Zal Torres to, to bounce back. All right, Wade, who do you got? Uh, I mean, a lot of me thinks that it's just Scheffler's year. Uh, he's just been pretty dang good. Uh, but you know. Uh, Rory's having a good year too, so I could see maybe him finally getting it done. But I guess the safe answer is Scheffler. Yeah, I mean Rory is favorite, so yeah, it wouldn't be a bad bet. Yeah, plus nine hundred. Yeah, what do uh Futch? Who's your guy? Oh, uh, my guy for the week. I don't know. I'm between two. Um, Come on, man! Come join the Zalatoris train. Nah, I I would love to see Will win. I think that'd be great for him. But I, yeah, I just think, from a story perspective, I'd like to see him win. He's got so close. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna go with Max Homa. I think he's one big win away. Um, okay, I like I that pick. I like I <laughs> like his game. Barstool Sports. <laughs> yeah, put some money on him. I mean, that's got to be some insane odds. Yeah. I mean, he didn't do half bad. He finished tied for 16th this week. 10th in the world right now. Yeah. Yeah, but he's just one of those guys you don't always think of, you know? There's a lot of other guys for major champions. I don't think he's had the best major championship, 
you know, record. Uh, maybe as of late, he's had pretty good. But I think in terms of odds, he's probably going to be so You might want to sprinkle a little cash on there, Fudge. I think Zal Torres is plus 2,000 going into the Open this weekend. I'm, so what's Homa? It's got to be. Well, while you look. While you look that up, Fletch, I'll give you, I know I talked about it earlier, but I like Xander Shawfley considering he won today. He won last week. He's just been on a heater. I mean, he's had a bunch of top five finishes. He's won four times this year. He won the Olympics, so you know he can play overseas. Uh, I don't even know what his odds are, but I think they were pretty high as well. He's got to be so, up there right behind McElroy. Nobody see. went with uh, Mr. LSU, Sam Burns. I didn't realize he was number two in the world. Burns has jumped to two in the world. Two on the tour this year, I guess. If that's Oh, in FedEx Cup points. Oh, okay, yeah, FedEx Cup points. Yeah. yeah. Burns wouldn't be a bad bet either. I mean, he's been on a heater this year. Uh and he's a, a good old He's he's plus thirty three hundred, Sam Burns. That's not a little bit I mean, I might you know, I probably won't bet outright winner. I may put five dollars on Tiger to be outright winner considering he's forty to one odds. And I always do for the majors. Um, Tiger played a, a so practice far. You've lost ten dollars on that bet this year. Hey, if I could turn ten dollars into six thousand, not a bad, not a bad bet. Hey, uh, Chet, you want to Chet, you want to go in on that with me? I'll I'll put down. So Max Homa and Tiger are both plus five thousand. For let's do it. For it, I said if you go down on Tiger, I'll 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 go. Okay. I, might well, I, some, uh, I like Fletcher's idea better. <laughs> Fletcher's <laughs> gonna win that. Oh, uh, we uh, I might instead of betting an outright winner, I might take some advice from our friends over at Plus Money Golf and bet like a top ten or top twenty-five. I'm going top five Zalatoris. Put it down. Oh, I top 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 five Zalatoris feels like easy money. Um. But yeah, I might sprinkle a little bit on a few golfers, top five, top ten. I'll have to find a new bookie since Wade will be in DC. Uh, but maybe, maybe I'll go with uh, Zach Johnson. He's plus twenty five thousand. If if you put money on Zach Johnson, put a dollar, and he wins, you're um, funding. You're, we're not. We're playing at like wins. the nicest course in Houston when y'all come. If if somebody bets on Zach Johnson and he wins, a dollar wins me two hundred and fifty bucks. Okay, put put a, put ten dollars on it with, <laughs> with twenty five hundred dollars. Oh, uh, but it's I don't know. It's a major championship. Weirder things have happened. So I mean, we almost had a uh, Mito Pereira win uh, a few weeks ago and then choked it on the last hole and nobody even knew who Mito Pereira was. So it uh, yeah, it's just travelers. It, the Travelers, you had that amateur really push, yeah, uh, shuffly all the way. Yeah, so I mean, it, it it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, but I think that pretty much wraps up this week's episode. Uh, you know, we we teased the fans that we we're going to have NASCAR Neil on, but he had some internet issues. Uh, so maybe next week we'll have him on the show. Uh, but so want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we, I got to plug uh, Cameron over there on Twitch. Follow him at CMoneyAZ. He let us join the stream on Friday, and I plugged the heck out of Sports Ramble. I might have had a few adult beverages in me. Um, so go 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 check out Cameron's uh, Twitch stream if you're into to Fortnite or, or Pokemon, Call of Duty, a little bit of Fall Boys. That's what we call Tyler. Fall Guys. Fall Guys the other day. That, that was a fun boy. game. 
Yeah, it's big Fallout yeah, Boy guy. Fallout Boy guy. <laughs> but check him out on Pokemon Twitch. Pokemon and Fallout Boy. <laughs> check him out. Yeah, there you go. Sounds check like out every t- high schooler. Yeah. Check him out on Twitch at CMoneyAZ. Uh, you know, give us a follow on, on Twitter at SportsScramble4. We look forward to interacting with everybody. Uh, and if, if you wouldn't mind, leave us a rating and a follow on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy the show. And feel free to ask us any a good questions. One. Yeah. No, we, we, we encourage uh, criticism mm. as long as you're nice about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, as long as you're nice, but... But we appreciate everybody listening today. We uh, we hope you have a good week. Thanks. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.